Introduction In the summer of 2012, I had the opportunity to enjoy a lunch meeting with the owners of the Davidovich bagel brand. They were in the process of becoming recognized as the heir apparent to the bagel legacy left behind by the then-defunct H&H Bagels. Their product was still being made the traditional way, even for the wholesale market. These two entrepreneurs had captured much of the local and international business, as well as the name recognition that had once belonged to Helmer Toro, now dethroned Bagel King of New York. Most significantly, these individuals were a sharp contrast to the man I once worked for in the most notorious bagel company that ever existed. They were straight-talking, square-dealing businessmen that were building their own brand and reputation the old-fashioned way, through hard work. Like everyone associated with the bagel business, they were intrigued by the downfall of H&H. After all, H&H was the standard-bearer that most bagel companies compared themselves to as they were developing their business model and brand identity. So what really happened with H&H, Gene, the more serious of the two men inquired? I don't think we have enough time over one lunch to tell that story, I conjectured. Go ahead, we're in no rush. How does a business like that fail? asked Michael, his partner and fellow Davidovich in his distinct Ukrainian accent. I ordered myself a glass of wine, despite it being only lunchtime, and took a deep breath. I was about to retell a colorful and complex story that was, perhaps, unique in the history of modern business. It was the true story of a meteoric rise and tragic fall of a business that had to be experienced to be fully understood. Okay, I said, I will tell you the story, but you are never going to believe it. Chapter 1. We're the Google of Bagels. Helmer Toro. August 2014. The day was as hot and uncomfortable as any August day to ride the New York City subway. Marcus stood holding the rail on the crowded number one local as the train raced downtown. He was struck by the fact that it had been quite a while since he had ridden this line. In fact, he couldn't remember exactly when he'd ridden at last, but it must have been at least five years prior to this day. As the train approached the stop, the announcer's voice rang out throughout the belly of the slowing car. 72nd Street, next stop, watch the gap! The train came to a screeching halt. After a moment of hesitation, the doors slid open. A mass of New Yorkers pushed in and out of the car in the minimal time allotted for this exercise. For New Yorkers, this was nothing unusual. Navigation of the massive public transportation system in New York was sink or swim. Either you figured out the flow and protocol quickly, or you found yourself missing a lot of trains. Stand clear of the closing doors! Just as Marcus heard the announcement, he looked up towards the closing doors that were in his sight line, and he couldn't believe his eyes. Making his way through the crowd was an all-too-familiar face. How was it possible, with the millions of people being shepherded around the city every day, that he would come face to face with the one man he hoped never to see again? That man was Helmer Toro. Helmer was not only the most notorious bagel manufacturer in the world, he was also Marcus' former employer. Now, after three years of having no communication whatsoever, here they were, face to face. It was obvious that Helmer was as shocked as Marcus at the encounter. This, clearly, was a chance meeting. Neither man was prepared for it, but here they were. Helmer stood before Marcus, looking virtually the same as when he last saw him. His black Bernie Madoff cap was pulled tightly onto his head. His glasses were thick and round. His pants were always khaki. 
His shirts always flannel to keep his pigment-deprived skin from getting burnt. Most distinctly, he wore his nervous little smile. Not a smile of joy. Not even a sinister smile. It was just a slightly perched little smile. Both of his lips were pressed firmly together, with the ends turned slightly upwards, somewhat like a wooden marionette. "'Hey, Marcus, good to see you,' Helmer said, congenially, as he extended his right hand. The ya in his sentence lingered slightly as if it were stuck on his tongue. Marcus looked down at Helmer's extended hand and did nothing. He had no intention of going through a charade of cordiality with his sociopath. "'Hey, kid, no hard feelings. That stuff was all business. We can still be friends.' At this point, Marcus realized he couldn't remain silent any longer. "'Helmer, let's be clear. We are not now, nor have we ever been friends. All I care about is getting my money. As for you, you are a cancer, and if I never saw you again, it would be too soon.'